Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program. I'm your host, Steve Z. Let's get started. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to this edition of the Truth Hurts Program with your host, Steve Z. Hey, that's me. It is Wednesday, the 29th day of September 2021, and I have news for your president, gropey, mopey, dopey Joe Biden. The honeymoon, my friend, is over. That's right, folks. Well over 250 days now into the gropey Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris debacle that is known as the presidency and the vice presidency, gropey Joe Biden is now met with three-word cheers that even he and his senility can't forget. Not four more years, no sir. It's, and pardon my use of this word, as you know I limit the use of this word to when it is absolutely necessary. Fuck Fuck Joe Joe Biden. Biden. That's right. The F word, the dreaded F word that is forbidden on broadcast television, but not here on podcasts, has been hurled at the president now more than all of Donald Trump's mean tweets put together. F Joe Biden started out as being a Bronx cheer, but it's not limited to the Bronx anymore. Random acts of F. Joe Biden chants have been noted at sporting events, concerts, and of course, public appearances by gropey Joe Biden. I don't like to read word for word many articles here on the Truth Hurts program because sometimes a so-called journalist actually put in the time, effort, and energy to spend the time writing an article. But I could not resist Charles Hurt writing in Breitbart, hashtag F Joe Biden chants are the new political hotness. President Donald J. Trump has not been out of office even a year, and already there's so much Americans miss about him. And the top of the list apparently is the mean tweets. This explains the spontaneous eruption of vitriolic epithets percolating all around the country, and every single one of them is hurled directly at President Gropey Joe Biden. Gropey Joe delivers an important policy speech about Afghanistan, and he's drowned out by people screaming, F Joe Biden, only they're not saying F. The Bronx cheer isn't just confined to the Bronx either. The guy rides down the road and the streets are lined with people holding signs offering the same message, F Joe Biden. He attends a memorial service on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and all anyone could say is F Joe Biden. Groby Joe doesn't have to even be present for an outbreak of mean tweets directed at him. Chants of F. Joe Biden have mercilessly replaced the wave at college football games around the country. It's a good thing that Gropey Joe Biden is senile. His wife, the visiting angel, Dr. Jill Biden, doctor in title only, has had to explain to Gropey Joe that no, The whole world did not actually want to sleep with him all of a sudden. They don't mean it like that, darling, she told him gently. So put away your pomade and cut off jean shorts. And then she handed his little 
Matchbox Corvette car back to him. You see, Dr. Jill Biden doesn't have the heart to tell Gropey Joe that he hasn't actually needed hair grease since his tragic hair plug disaster back in the 1970s. But Joe doesn't remember. After Mr. Biden was explained by his wife that he had not in fact suddenly turned into the world's sexiest old man, Gropey Joe was actually quite upset. The problem, he explained later, is there's not enough unity in America today. So then he blamed the people who died on 9-11. He said, quote, and I'm thinking of, you know, what, what of the people who died, what would they be thinking? He wondered aloud to the assembled gaggle of very confused media reporters. They think it makes sense for us to be in this kind of thing where you ride down the street and someone has a sign saying F so-and-so. It's not who we are. Well, at least Joe Biden can still read the signs that say F Joe Biden. Okay, so the first quote from Jill Biden about the pomade and the cutoff jean shorts was made up, but it's pretty educated guess about their conversation. Just call me Bob Woodward. But that second quote, the one from Joe Biden, is 100% totally real, actual, and factual. He actually said that. It is in the official White House transcript. I will repeat it for you. And I'm thinking of, you know, what what of the people who died, what would they be thinking? They think it makes sense for us to be this kind of thing where you ride down the street someone has a sign saying F so-and-so. It's not who we are. But it is who we are, Joe. And the so-and-so they're saying F to? F Joe Biden? That's you, Mr. President. F Joe Biden. To be fair, it's entirely unclear what the hell Mr. Biden was trying to say. Even Jill Biden could not decipher that one. Either it's all the fault of the 9-11 victims that people everywhere are chanting F Joe Biden, or it's Joe Biden. Or the chants are somehow an attack on those killed by terrorists on that day. Either way, it's a serious case of transference, as we say in the psycho psychological business. Senile transference. And no, Joe, that is not some kind of new sex moves the kids have come up with. It is just what happens when you stay in politics well past your sell-by expiration date and your family doesn't have the decency or the respect for you, for that matter, to wheel you off the stage into retirement. Charles Hurt, by the way, is the opinion editor at the Washington Times, and he's hit the nail right on the head when it comes to gropey Joe Biden, the senility, and of course, the ever-popular chant, F. Joe Biden. I wonder if senility is contagious, like the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, and 2021 is supposed to be, you know, contagious. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, with a face only a mother could love, says that the $3.5 trillion Gropey Joe reconciliation package will cost zero dollars. She really believes that, and that's scary, scary, scary. Also, the liberals, the progressives, the woke in our nation, they're really going off the reservation. I think there's either something in the water or something in the vaccines, because these people are losing it wholesale, getting into fights with stewardesses. What? Flight attendants? Oh, is that the proper term? Flight attendants? 
getting into fights with stewardesses on airliners. And now a former forestry student turned shaman and yoga teacher has been charged with starting a huge California wildfire that has so far destroyed over 40 homes. She was also being investigated in connection with other fires after claiming the blaze was triggered accidentally when she tried to boil bear urine so she could drink it. Bear urine? Forestry student turned shaman, 30 years old, faces nine years in jail for starting California's fawn fire that burned over 8,500 acres, destroyed 41 homes. The DA suspects she could be a serial arsonist. This according to the Daily Mail. Alexandra Suverniva, age 30, of Palo Alto, California, a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat registered voting liberal progressive socialist, has been charged with felony arson to wildlands and was seen carrying a CO2 canister and a cigarette lighter. And she is a former forestry student, but she's changed her profession to shaman and yoga teacher. She's been connected to several other fires, but she claims the blaze was triggered accidentally when she tried to boil bear urine to drink. Now I have a question. How do you get bear urine into a pot to boil it? Do you train bears while you're in the forest as a shaman and a yoga teacher to urinate in a pot? How exactly do you obtain bear urine to boil so that you can drink it? When you put the following two words together, half of our nation will say Donald Trump and the other half will, of course, properly say Joe Biden. Those two words, my friends, president, stability. Half the nation during the Trump administration, with the poking, the prodding, and the nonstop 24-7 media ramming down your throat of false accusations of incompetence, was saying Donald Trump did not have a handle on things. They forget, especially now, nine months into the gropey Joe Biden presidency, they, the media and those on the left, forget what a great economy we had during Donald Trump's administration. They forget, those on the left and those in the media, those Democrats tend to forget that we went four entire years without a new armed conflict, that we were indeed energy independent and a net exporter of oil and natural gas for the first time in over 60 years during Donald Trump's first three and a half years in office. They, the Democrats, the left progressive liberal so-called woke media and their political counterparts on the left side of the aisle forget that during Donald Trump's administration we had record high employment, record low unemployment. We had record high job participation rates, especially in the 13% double A hyphenated American black community. They tend to forget all of that because they proposed, promoted, shoved, rammed, crammed down our throats the draconian lockdowns associated with a virus that kills less than 0.0001% of our entire population and less than 0.003% of those who get infected by the China virus. They forget about all of that because they kept making up stories to divert your attention away from reality, away from facts. Oh, you don't think 
I remember. Murder hornets, the coin shortage, the fake noose in Bubba Wallace's garage, the Jussie Smollett diversion, anything to keep you from realizing there was massive criminal activity going on in the Democrat side of the aisle. The Hillary Clinton scandals that were swept quietly under the rug while the media diverted your attention with stupid stories about nooses and murder hornets and coin shortages. They diverted your attention since gropey Joe Biden took office away from the massive crisis at our southern border, which is allowing COVID positive, illegal, invading, trespassing migrants to just freely cross into the United States and then pay to bus them, train them, plane them, automobile them all throughout the country to continue spreading the virus. They divert your attention with other news stories, like a girl, 22 years old, who went on a cross-country trip with her boyfriend and things went south and he probably killed her. They pollute the news with the story of one girl's death while tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants freely cross our borders. But we the sheeple do not hold our media accountable for their malfeasance in office, for their dereliction of duty, for their refusal to report on the real, actual, factual dealings and goings on with our criminal Democrat administration. But as I said at the beginning of this edition of the Truth Hurts program, the honeymoon may be over for Gropey Joe Biden here at the end of his ninth month in office. People are constantly bombarding CBS, ABC, MSNBC, NBC, CNBC, CNN, and liberal media outlets across the country with telephone calls, tweets, emails, text messages saying, enough is enough. You cannot continue to shield this senile groper-in-chief any longer. One example, ABC News reported today, quote the headline, at critical moment, confidence in Biden's ability to handle key issues eroding, colon, poll, unquote. As President Gropey Joe Biden faces a critical moment for his so-called agenda, confidence by Americans in his handling of a range of issues is eroding. This according to an ABC News Ipsos poll. Compared to an August ABC News Ipsos poll, public approval of how gropey Joe Biden is handling key issues, such as the pandemic, immigration, the situation at the U.S.-Mexico border, gun violence, and even rebuilding the nation's infrastructure. The issues he's pushing this week is on the decline. Dissatisfaction amongst Republicans and independents is fueling the decline, but the president's ratings are also hampered by more lackluster approval numbers of his own party than presidents typically enjoy. The poll was conducted September 24th through yesterday the 28th, and it comes roughly a month after the most difficult stretch of his presidency thus far, the article kindly states. The U.S. troop withdrawal debacle from Afghanistan is what they're talking about, where 13 U.S. service members were killed in a terrorist attack at Kabul's Hamid Karzi International Airport during a drawdown 
And for the first time since taking office, the tracking average of presidential approval polls from 538 Group shows more Americans disapprove of what gropey Joe Biden is doing as president than those who approve. His overall approval rating now, measured by 538's average, is 49% disapprove, 45% approve. It's gotten worse since late August, and the sentiment is reflected in the issue-specific approvals measured in the ABC News Ipsos poll. Biden's performance on the coronavirus remains his strongest issue, with 57% of Americans still somehow approving of how gropey Joe is handling the China virus. Compared to the Ipsos ABC poll of August 27th and 28th, Biden's approval on this issue is down several points. Some Americans are now eligible for a third shot of the vaccine following the CDC recommendation of boosters for certain populations. Children under 12 are not eligible for vaccines, but that may change soon if Gropey Joe and his administration can convince the CDC and the FDA to please, oh please, oh please, allow us to infect, inoculate young children. The poll, which was weighted to reflect the CDC's adult vaccination rate, highlights how persuading vaccine-hesitant parents to have their children inoculated might be an additional obstacle for the Gropey Joe administration. 56% of parents with children under 12 say they are likely to have the vaccine given to their children, but 43% say they're not likely to. And why would you do that to your child with unproven vaccine technology? We've not been in this thing for more than two years fully, and they want to stick your little children with needles. The economy is tanking, and the economic recovery that they're blaming on the pandemic continues to be a challenge for gropey Joe Biden. 51% disapprove of his handling of the economy. That's over half, for those of you too dumb to understand the math. Besides the pandemic, enacting a bill to rebuild the nation's infrastructure is most pressing priority for Gropey Joe. It will be brought up for a vote on the House floor tomorrow, Thursday. By an 11-point margin, Americans supposedly approve of Biden's handling of this issue, 55 to 44%. His disapproval has increased by nine points in less than a month. Blafrican American and Hispanic Americans overwhelmingly claim to support the handling of the U.S. infrastructure. 70% claim they are approving of what he's doing. In politics today, partisans usually are more unified in their support of the opposition to particular issues. That's not the case this time with Gropey Joe. The vast majority of Democrats back the president on the handling of the COVID virus and rebuilding the infrastructure and the economic recovery but support among members of his party drops for his handling of Afghanistan, gun violence, and the immigration situation at our southern border. And without overwhelming support from his own party, Biden's approval amongst U.S. adults falls below 40% on all three of those issues, with only 33% of Democrats approving of Gropey Joe's mishandling of the southern border immigration debacle.
I could go on and on taking pieces and snippets from this puff piece if this had been the same article written about Donald Trump's approval ratings, the headline would have said, Donald Trump hated by most Americans, and rightfully so, with massive non-support for his programs. But they put a nice, soft, marshmallowy pillow on the ground for Gropey Joe and his approval numbers to land softly upon, because they are in the tank for this clown this feeble commander-in-cheat. This is the Truth Hurts Program. Stacy, the Truth Hurts Program. And in an article in the DC, Thomas Satanashi writes, Will a vaccine mandate trigger the Great Resignation? Oh, one could only hope, right? President Gropey Joe Biden's wide-ranging vaccine mandate will affect tens of millions of U.S. workers. Experts, labor unions, and business groups are divided on what impact this rule might have. I think one of the effects you will see over the next month as more and more businesses roll out mandates is there's going to be a shrinking population that are still objecting. This according to Eric Eisenman, a partner at the national law firm Hush Blackwell. He told the Daily Caller News Foundation, I'm probably bearish on the idea that you're going to have mass resignations. The only resignation I'm interested in is Gropey Joe's, my friends. Mark Canizaro is the president of New York's largest union, and he represents school administrators and principals. He said in a recent statement about the city's vaccine mandate, quote, It's dangerous and irresponsible for the city to move forward with its plan to allow schools and centers to operate so severely understaffed. As a result, we are calling on the city to delay the deadline for the mandate to allow the city to develop a reasonable contingency plan. Gropey Joe's wide-ranging vaccine mandate will affect tens of millions of U.S. workers. While experts disagree on the federal mandate, which applies to the majority of the U.S. workforce that might lead to mass resignations, the rule will, at the very least, disrupt workplaces on a national scale. One of the effects that you will likely see over the next month as more and more businesses roll out these unconstitutional mandates is there going to be a shrinking population that is objecting, according to some experts. Eisenman says, I think the primary disruption is going to be employee relations issues in the meantime and how it's going to affect workplace morale. More than 80 million Americans, over half of the U.S. working population, works for a business that has more than 100 employees, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Several unions have forcefully condemned vaccine mandates. Unions disagreeing with gropey Joe Biden? Hmm. Unions say they strip workers of civil liberties, and they are correct. Staffing shortages during a pandemic is a threat to the health and safety of workers, students, and personnel at these companies. It is dangerous and irresponsible to move forward with this plan. You might recall in July, Mayor Bill de Blabio of New York issued a vaccine mandate for all 400,000 New York City employees. Public employees, that is. Think about it. There are 400,000 municipal employees in the city of New York alone, and they can't get their trash picked up. They can't get their streets fixed. They can't get a handle on crime. 
Mandates are not acceptable. People should have a choice, according to the New York City Department Emergency Fire Medical Service Union President, Oren Barzali. There are many unknowns about the vaccine. The government is simply doubling down so they don't lose face with their agenda, he said. Massachusetts Police Union says a dozen state troopers have already resigned over the vaccine mandate that is now requiring all state employees to receive the shot. In San Diego, California, 45% of police officers would prefer to be fired than be forced to comply with a citywide mandate to receive the vaccine, according to the San Diego Police Officers Association, the American Federation of Labor and Congress of Industrial Organizations, better known as the AFL-CIO, a federation of 55 union groups and 12 and a half million members. However, at least their upper management applauded the national mandate announced by Biden. However, the vast majority of rank and file union members staunchly oppose and object to mandates requiring them to get vaccinated. The American Postal Workers Union would not speculate on a national mandate, and they privately met with the Biden administration and quietly got a pass. That's right, all federal employees have to get vaccinated, except postal workers. Hmm. Sounds to me like a little bit of Quid pro quo. Think about it. Those postal workers who delivered many questionable ballots last year during the election. Suddenly, after threatening in a quiet closed-door meeting to maybe expose the voter fraud, suddenly get a pass and don't have to require their postal workers to become vaccinated. The only federal group other than, of course, those at the very tippy-tippy top who exempt themselves in the halls of Congress from having to do anything that the people are forced to do. Can you not see this, my friends? Can you not see what is going on here? How blatantly obvious the exemption of the postal workers from the vaccine mandate of federal employees plays out? How obvious to even the most casual observer it must be Mr. Biden, if you require all of us postal workers to get vaccinated, we're going to come forward and we're going to expose the election fraud. Hey, I may be stepping out on a limb here, but it feels like a pretty sturdy limb to me. the Truth Nerds Program. Hello, the Joe Biden administration is seeking qualified applicants to join the progressive Democrat woke administration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. We know that change is coming soon and we want to be prepared. If you have experience in pulling heads out of asses, shoes out of mouths, and have a skill for excuse making, double talk, lying to reporters and media, making up phony crisis situations, and are experienced in diversion tactics and changing the subject, the Biden-Harris administration may have just the job you are looking for. Qualifications for 
these positions include the ability to falsify documents, twist narratives, proficiency in deleting files, shredding and destroying evidence, and diverting people's attention away from difficult subjects. Applications are being accepted now at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. All qualified applications will be considered. Hiring preferences will be considered based on skin color and ethnicity, religious background, political ideology and wokeness. Heterosexual monogamous Christian Caucasian men need not apply. Special consideration will be made for African Americans, LGBTQ, handicapped, progressive minorities and foreign nationals. The Biden Harris administration, soon to be the Harris slash some other woke minority administration, wants for you to join their team. We are a not so equal opportunity employer, Democrats only. Pay for with your tax dollars. And the thing that really gets to me, my friends, is the fact that one half of the United States of America's population supposedly thinks this clown, this feeble, senile, milk carton, gray, silver alert president is doing a good job. And they have a great comparison tool to prove that he's doing a lousy job. All they need to do is look back at the administration the first three years of Donald Trump and they can see that then prices were under control. The border was under control. We were not engaging in armed conflict and losing service members overseas. We did not have the bad relations that are happening right now under Biden. And Biden is sucking it up even though he has a willing media trying to bail him out of all of this think about it. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. That's about all the time we have. We'll see you on the next Truth Hurts program. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program, copyright 2021, The Truth Hurts Network. Thank you.